0: The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Father, we thank you. You are such a faithful God. You kept us all through the past week. And here we are again at the beginning of another week. We just want to submit ourselves to you and we ask that you send your word to us this morning. The word for the season. The word that that will help us through the challenges we are facing today. We give you the praise as we receive it today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So we've been talking about us being intercessors as children of God, as believers. And we mentioned the fact that what we ought to be focused on at this time is spreading the fragrance of God's knowledge and his favor all through the world. Particularly at a time like this. In this season where the world is going through a global challenge, this is the role believers ought to be playing. It's a calling. This is where we ended last week. It's a calling God is making to us. And I'm trusting God that all of us will respond appropriately in the name of Jesus. So I'm going to start this morning by saying this. Hello, intercessor. And I hope when I said that, it resonated on one level or another with you. Because that's who you are supposed to be at this time. The intercessors or the intercessor that God is going to use to bring deliverance and salvation to this world. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 8 says this. He who digs a pit will fall into it. And whoever breaks through a wall or a hedge, the King James Version says, will be beaten by a serpent. Our world has dug a pit for itself and the world has fallen into that pit. And all kinds of walls and hedges have been broken. And the serpent is biting. He's biting the world with sickness and disease. This deadly virus and death is biting the world today with economic challenges and confusion all over the place. And that's why God God needs you and I. To rise up as intercessors and to be the people God will use to bring deliverance to this world at this time. Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30 once again. So I sought for a man. This is God speaking. I sought for a man among them who will make up the wall or the hedge and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I will not destroy it, but I found no one. Thank God today God is finding you. God is finding me. God is finding us. Hallelujah. We said being intercessors is not just about um prayers it's not limited to prayers alone it starts with and it includes prayers but what god is really looking for and who god is expecting us to be is to be solution providers for this world saviors for this world at this time obadiah 121 again and saviors shall come up from mount zion to judge the mount of esau and the kingdom shall be the lord's hallelujah I want to stress again something I said. This is for every believer. And that's why I know everyone that is watching this stream, you're either a believer or you're about to be a believer, this is for you. This is not just for the special people or the pastors or the leaders of the church. It's for everyone that is a child of God, everyone that is a member of the family of God. Apostle Paul's testimony is very, very striking here. In Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 9, When he got saved, verse 20, the Bible told us this about Apostle Paul. Immediately, just after he got saved, immediately he preached Christ in the synagogues. After he got saved and he received his healing, that Christ was the Son of God. I love what verse verse 22 says about him. But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, proving that Jesus is the Christ immediately Apostle Paul got saved he started spreading the fragrance of god's knowledge hallelujah and the 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 glory of god all over the place and that's an example of what every believer is supposed to be notice he didn't grow up to be a, a a big giant christian he was just a baby believer and that's why i want everyone that is in this service with us today to know that this message is for you there's an expectation and a calling of god upon your life at this time and i trust god you're going to rise up and you're going to do what god is calling you to do the challenge really is that just a few of us a few believers are doing this thing and what we really need is a critical mass we need more believers to be functioning as intercessors in our world at this time not just a few of us hallelujah and that's why i'm trusting God through this teaching that we're going to be able to activate the head or the heads of every household, every home that this is being streamed to, everyone that is watching us. I'm trusting God that people will rise up in each of these homes and we start acting as intercessors. And like we said a few weeks ago, when we talk about household, we are not just referring to physical residence where we live, I'm talking about everyone that has a business. Every business person will rise up as an intercessor. Every career professional, everyone that God has given a a, a platform to work on, whether it's in your local assembly, every leader of every small group, we will rise up and we will start functioning as intercessors. And once you've started doing that, the next thing is just for us to start scaling up. Just start getting better. Like Paul, start getting stronger. The Bible said he increased in strength. He stay, he, as he just kept spreading the fragrance of God's knowledge, it just kept getting stronger and stronger. And 2,000 years after, Apostle Paul is still spreading the fragrance of God's knowledge and his glory and his favor all over the world. Hallelujah. We need to understand that in this life, answering the who question, the what question, the why question, the where question, and the how question is critical to success. And in this series, that's what we've been doing. We've answered the who question. The believer is supposed to be an intercessor. The intercessor that God is going to use to save the world at this time. That's who you are. At least that's what God is calling you. And that's the expectation of heaven upon your life. We've answered the what question. What you are supposed to be doing is to be spreading the fragrance of God's knowledge and his favor. Everywhere you find yourself. We've answered the where question. Start from where you are. You don't need to get to Assault Rock or the White House or to be given a giant platform. Just start from where you are. And we've answered the why question. God said, as sure as I live, the glory of my knowledge will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. This is God's will and this is God's agenda for the world, particularly at a time like this. Today, I want to start dealing with the how question. And that's what our topic for today is all about. Doing much with little. That is how you are going to be an effective and a successful and an impactful intercessor in your world and to your world at this time. You've got to know how to do much with little. Let me say this at this point. This is God's MO, God's method of operation. This is how God does what he does. And I'll give you three key examples. And these are familiar scriptures, that are familiar stories where, where, um, from the Bible that we are familiar with. Number one, when Jesus was going to feed the 5,000, Matthew chapter 14, if you start reading from verse 13 to 21, um, he asked the disciples, what do you have? And in verse 17, they told him, we have only five loaves and two fish. It's a little boy's lunch. It was that little boy's lunch that God or that Jesus used to feed those 5,000 men, and, um, 5,000 men that were in that field with him that day. Talk less of the women and children. Second Kings chapter 4 is another story I want you to remember. We've talked about this in this series. The story of the widow with the jar of oil. When she came to Elisha in verse 2, Elisha said to her, What do, you ha- what do I do for you? Or what can I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? The woman replied and said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil it was that tiny jar of oil that God used to do the miracle that delivered her from death and set her and her children free and the third story I want you to see is in 2nd Kings chapter 7 when God delivered Samaria from the grip of the Syrians when they locked down Samaria and the prophet Elisha rose up and said by this time tomorrow hallelujah everything will turn around in verse 3 of Second Kings 7, the Bible tells us, now there were four lepers, four leprous men at the entrance of the gates." Verse 5, uh, and they rose up at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, um, the Bible tells us, to their surprise, there was no one. And this is what happened. Verse 6, for the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians, hallelujah, to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses, and the noises of a great, um, as the noise of a great army. God used the footsteps of those four lepers to walk that miracle. He made it, he amplified it as the noise of chariots and the noise of horses. God is a God that uses little to accomplish much. Glory be to God. We need to understand that towards achieving our goals and our dreams in life, we're only going to start with little or we're going to have little. No one is going to have everything they need. And I'm speaking both literally and literally, metaphorically. I'm going to expound on that as we go on. Nobody has an abundance of what they need in this life except God. And that's why we have to walk with God towards achieving our, our dreams and goals. Listen to what God said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, just establishing this principle here. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 from verse 26. For you see your calling. And remember, being an intercessor is a calling. It says, you see your calling, brethren, that not many are wise according to the flesh. Not many are mighty. Not many are noble. Not many are called. Not many noble are called. Verse 27, but God has chosen the foolish things of this world to put to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of this world to put to shame the things that are mighty. Hallelujah. Verse 28, and the base things of the world, and the things which are despised, take note of that, the things that are despised, God has chosen, and the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are, and this is the reason, this is why God uses base things, little things, small things, so that no flesh should glory in his presence, hallelujah. And we are talking about spreading the fragrance of his knowledge, his glory, and his favor all over the world. God doesn't want any flesh taking the glory. So God is going to use little, and we have to learn to use little. Let me explore this a little deeper this morning. Um, Talking about little, literally speaking now, you are not going to have all the time you need in the world. You are not going to have all the talent you need in the world. You are not going to have all the treasure you need in the world to get the job you are called to do, to get that job done. Maybe at most you will live 100 or even 120 years. It's still small compared to the task at hand. Spreading the knowledge and the favor and the glory of the Lord all over the earth as the waters cover the sea. We are never going to have an abundance. Glory be to God. And this is why collaboration is very important. Dr. K has been talking to us a lot about that in this season. You've got to learn to be a team player. You've got to learn to work with other people. Here we are streaming this service to you this morning. This is not just me. There are so many people working behind the scenes to make this thing happen. And that's how you're going to be effective. You only have a little part. You don't have all the talent. You don't have all the resources. You don't have all the anointing. You only have a little of these things. And you also have to learn to become an excellent manager of resources. That time that you have that is limited. The talent that you have that is limited because you don't have all the talent and the skills. The treasure that you have. And now we are talking about being in a team. The relationships that you have, you've got to learn to work with other people. And you've got to learn to excellently manage all these things. Glory be to God. Jesus kept teaching this. Luke chapter 19, talking about, when he was teaching about the parable of the talents or the parable of the minors. The Bible said he called the stewards to himself and he gave them ten minors each. Verse 17 said something. When he came back, Luke 19, verse 17, and he said to them, to so the first one, the first one went and did something with the ten he gave him, well done, good servants, because you have been faithful in very little, have authority over ten cities. And you know the story, the second person came in, he had done something with it, Jesus said the same thing. The last guy said he, he, he dug what Jesus gave him and he put it under on the, on the ground. And God said, no, 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 no. Just because I've given you little doesn't mean you should not do something with it. I, I want to talk to those of you that think what you have is little. You are distracted or you are confused by the success other people are having. You need to understand that anybody that is doing anything big, it's because they have done something well with the little they had from the beginning. They did something with the ten talents Jesus gave them. Now they have ten cities. And that's how you must be. Hallelujah. Use the time, the talents, the treasure, and the relationships you have very well. Now, that's talking about little on a literal level. Glory be to God. Let me me talk about it, and this is where I really want to go this morning. Little, literally speaking, and I'm talking metaphorically speaking here. Glory be to God. In this world that we live in, spiritual things are despised. They are considered as nothing. They are considered as little. However, is these spiritual things that God uses as building blocks, is what God used to build the world? Is what God is going to use to build and to frame and to save the world. We can't afford, as believers and as intercessors. Please hear me and hear me very well. We can't afford to think like the world. We can't afford to reason like the world. We must take these things, these spiritual things that the world despises as little or as nothing, as base, we must take them and we must accomplish much with them. We've got to learn to be effective, hallelujah, with these spiritual things that God has given us. What am I talking about this morning? Can you be effective with the word of God? Can you be effective with faith? Hallelujah. Can you be effective with prayer? Can you be effective, do big things with the name of Jesus? impact the world using the name of Jesus. Can you do big things with the Holy Spirit? Can you do big things like Daniel with the covenant that God has given you? That's who we have to be. That's the kind of believer you have to be. That's the kind of intercessor you have to be. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10 with me. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 from verse 4. The weapons of our warfare, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God they are mighty in god for pulling strongholds ephesians chapter 6 echoes the same thing ephesians 6 from verse 10 finally my brethren be strong in the lord and in the power of his might be strong in god put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to withstand against the wiles of the devil and then paul went on later in that chapter talking about the helmet of salvation The breastplate of righteousness, our feet being shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the word of God as the sword of the spirit, and our prayer life as our weapons. These are the things we have to use to save the world at this time. Our money is not going to save this world. Hear me and hear me very well. Talking about doing much with little. Our connections in the natural are not going to save this world. The natural talents we have, the high places that God has put us, that's not what's going to save the world. Ultimately, it's going to be these spiritual things that the world despises, that the world costs as little, that we have to use. Glory, glory be to God. We can't think like the world. Let me close by giving you three examples you can follow here. and I'm bringing what I'm sharing with us here this morning to a close this morning. The first example I want to give you is God or Jesus. Hebrews chapter 11 tells us about him. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. We quoted this text last week. God used, God used the word to frame the world. Can you be that kind of believer this, this season? That you can use the word or your faith in the word of God to make things to happen, to frame things in this world. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. This is what the Bible tells us to do. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of God. He, sits, he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus used the suffering that he endured on the cross to save this world. Hallelujah. And that's what he's told us to do as well. Because it was our example. Matthew chapter 16. We are looking at Jesus and we are looking at God as an example. Of using spiritual things to make a difference in the world. Matthew 16 from verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples. If anyone desires to come after me. Let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. Verse 25. Whoever desires to save his life, please watch being an intercessor here. He will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. In a time of crisis and chaos like this, if you are not careful, you'll be tempted to be self-preservative. And you are thinking about yourself. But I'm telling you again, child of God, that's not the call of God upon you at this time. God wants you to follow the example of Jesus. Find your own cross. Your own cross is not to go and die for humanity on the world. Your own cross is to serve other men. Look for a problem that God has equipped you to solve right there in your family, in your community where you live, in your workplace. Take up that cross. Follow the example of Jesus. Looking unto him and use that spiritual or the spiritual resources God has made available to you to make a difference in your world. So the first example we can follow is god or jesus the second example are heroes of faith we see in scriptures quickly look with me at hebrews 11 from verse 33 hebrews 11 from verse 33 look at what he said about heroes of faith who through faith subdued kingdoms walked righteousness obtained promises stopped the mouth of lions quenched the violence of fire escaped the edge of the sword out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. He was talking about people like David and Daniel and so on. How did they do what they did? How did they impact their world? How did God use them to touch their generation through faith? It wasn't about the money they had or the power they had in the natural the connections that. it was through faith. Hallelujah. So I'm challenging you again at this time, be like a David, a David who ran towards a national crisis. Goliath was a national crisis in David's day. With nothing but a sling, a catapult in his hand, and five smooth stones, plus a heart that was absolutely dependent on the covenant. You read that story in 1 Samuel chapter 13. Be like a Daniel, who knew that a decree had been written that nobody is supposed to pray to any other God. But the Bible told us he still went home in his upper room, and... With his windows open towards Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees. And three times a day, he prayed and gave thanks before God, as was his custom since the early days of his life. You read that in Daniel chapter 6. Be like an Esther today, my brother, my sister, who declared, fully aware of the risk that was involved, told everybody, fast for me. Neither eat nor drink three days or nights. My maids and I will also fast likewise. And so I will go before the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Look at what I'm telling you today. Um, Was it the sling and the stones that killed Goliath or the covenant that David had functioning in his heart? See, the sling and stone is natural. It was that covenant that the world despised that David used. Was it Daniel's access to corridors of power to the kings in his days that he used to stand in his generation? Or was it his dependency on prayer and giving of thanks? It was his prayer life. The spiritual things God gave him. Was it the beauty of Esther that Esther used when she went to stand before the king? Or was it the fasting and prayer and the confidence she had in God and the favor she drew from God? See, you can look at it as if it was natural things they used, but they are secrets were these spiritual things. And I'm telling you, child of God, in this time that God is calling us to be intercessors in our world, is these same spiritual things that the world despises, that the world calls little, that we have to learn to use and be masters at. Let me give you a third category of people you can follow. So you can follow God, you can follow Jesus, you can follow heroes of faith on scriptures, you can follow living examples, you can follow your pastors, you can follow your instructors, You can follow your mentors. Like I said, people are doing this intercessory thing today. Pastors are doing it. There are all kinds of leaders doing it. Follow the example. Hebrews chapter 6 tells us from verse 11, and we desire that each one of you should show the same diligence. Each one of us. Each one of us. Show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end and that you be not become sluggish But imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Listen to what Paul told Timothy. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, my manner of life, my purpose, my faith, my long-suffering, my love, my perseverance, my persecutions, my afflictions. And watch what he said at the end of the verse. And out of them all, God delivered me. Follow people. Looking at the examples that God is using as intercessors today. I'll close with these two thoughts. Number one, we need to understand that grace is an enablement. When we talk about the grace and the favor of God, it's also an empowerment and an enablement. It's not just free and unmerited gift. That's what it is at its core. But when you begin to stand in the place God wants you to stand, His grace begins to flow into your life as an enablement and an empowerment to do what God has called you to do. That's what people like Esther enjoyed and Daniel and David. And as we begin to rise and use the spiritual things God has given us, we'll see grace flowing to us on a whole new level. Hallelujah. Father, we give you the praise. I'm so confident that God is going to use you at this time. And I'm showing you how he's going to use you. Start taking things that the world calls little. Prayer, worship, the covenant, the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And begin to use them to touch the world around you. Use them for yourself and use them to make an impact in people's lives. And you will see grace and favor abounding all over your life and God using you unusually in this season. Leave those hands with me where you are today. Father, we give you praise. Come on, let's begin to thank God for this call upon us to be saviors of the world, to be intercessors of the world, to be solution providers of the world. Let's thank him for showing us how to do it giving us the spiritual apparatus, the spiritual tools, the name he has given us, the covenant he has given us. And let's thank him for grace that as we begin to rise up and begin to use these things, God begins to do amazing things through our lives. Come on, begin to thank God. Just begin to bless God where you are. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name.